0: Oh, <laughs> definitely not in beer. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Double. I was like, wow, that is not craft. I mean, that's what
0: they call it in South Carolina. I won't get into it. It's okay.
1: They do not.
0: That's a lie. <laughs> this week, we speak with Michelle Foyk of Eris Brewery and Cider House. This is episode 52 of The Malting Hour.
2: What's the haps on the hops? Got yeast, that's peace. This the molten hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink. Join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted. Where you're getting wasted? The molten hour here. People, people, take your places. People, people, take
0: your places.
2: People, people, take your
0: Everybody gather around. Gather around. Take your places, sit down, uh, unless you're doing something in your house and that's when you listen to this podcast. Who's really listening to this podcast doing stuff around their house? If you are, thank you. That means we've become a part of your everyday life as much as I have included uh, podcasts in my everyday life. This is episode 52 of The Malting Hour. I am Tony Golick, joined always with... Brandon Winninger. And making his debut after his vacation episode... Mark Fetridge. You want me to talk more? (laughs) Nope. Nope, did uh, they get everything in? No, okay, we, stop. You, you had okay, enough. Bye. bye, Clark. Bye, Clark. We'll probably Good put see you guys. On, <laughs> yep, we'll probably put you on mute for the rest of the episode. It was a lot last week. It was really a lot. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so episode 52. Welcome, everybody. This is Malting Hour. Uh, we got a, uh, another, uh, I always say it's a special episode because every episode is a special episode, but this one is a, a little more near and dear to our, our hearts uh, because it's another very local uh, episode. Uh, Brandon, do you want to uh, spearhead? This as you normally do with the people that you reach out with, because, you know, I, I talk too much like Clark does. <laughs> I, I will. So uh, I am
2: super excited to uh, introduce uh, somebody that we have on this episode from Eris Brewing. We have Michelle, who is the founder and owner, or sorry, one of the founders and one of the owners of get right. um, maybe I should do this, sure, of, <laughs> of Eris Brewing, so, but, so this history goes back, like, far and wide, so, I've known Michelle for years, um, Michelle, at the time, was, and I guess, you can chime in, like, you don't have to, okay. I no, didn't you know,
1: like, when you I, stop. Should talk you don't have, I have to be, like mute. you have,
2: yeah, you gotta get it. don't, don't like have to actual, be a mule. So like that's Michelle and i
1: through my veins right now. So I'm trying to be polite, but just wait. I mean, if you no. guys are talking about being way too much of a talkative crowd, you're I'm trying to like crowd. That's
2: Clark. That's why we yeah. that's why we <laughs> mute Clark.
0: We also have a um, hard time of just throwing it over to the guests to be like, welcome.
2: But no, no. no. no so <laughs> so I Michelle, I mean, we have, I don't want to say we know each other intimately, but we've known each other um back to oh. the days of fishmen's. <laughs> which I'm
1: I conveniently love this. I wearing love that. this shirt.
2: Um, throwback, throwback. So those days. And then I, I remember, Michelle, I remember talking to you and you were talking about building this cidery and brewery and doing all this stuff. And I was like, that's crazy. Where are you going to do it? And you're like, somewhere in Irving Park. And <laughs> holy cow, you guys are where you are now. So kind of, uh, so my question to throw to you um is like
0: brandon I, you seem very excited about this i love how I much passion you have about i am this. Too. No, like, I'm yeah, no,
1: I, catch the ball here he's like no. throw it. i'm like come on brandon just throw
0: <laughs>
2: it i i love i love where they're at i love like what they've become <laughs> and 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 michelle's been gracious to me in other areas so i can get into that later but
1: makes um sexually innuendos and i'm yeah, like that's like the second that happens, one that never really happened, so i don't know what's no. Going.
0: No, it's not. Take it easy. Hey, Michelle. Tell us what you do. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle.
2: Great. Edit out
0: the first 10
2: minutes.
1: (laughs) So, my name is Michelle Foyk. That is true. Um, Uh, I am a co founder and owner of Eris Brewery and Cider House. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to join you guys. I'm excited. These podcasts are some of my favorite things to do because. Half the time they're not centered, other times they are, and it allows us to have a chat when you're just talking about whether it's about shit, which I'm not like seriously talking about shit, but I mean, we talk about our industry, we talk about the good things, we talk about the bad things, we talk about how we started, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy doing it because I feel that by telling our story, we are um, empowering other people to do things that they might not want to do. Right so I love doing these because I think people look at a, a woman ran business, especially in the brewery. And people are like, wow, really? And all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, it can be done. And it was done. So we're still here after three years during COVID and everything. So I'm excited to be on the show and answer your guys's questions.
0: Yeah. We, we, we've brought it up numerous times and I've, I've actually had some friends on, on Facebook post some stuff about like, did you know that women were the first brewers?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 And, and it's still, you know, we've, we've had uh uh Shalanda Afro on a couple of times. Oh, and I love
1: I, her. She's so amazing. So much
0: She gives me a lot of shit about certain things. But other than that, she's great and we love <laughs> oh, her. Well. Uh, shut that,
1: as in saying like a woman being the first brewer out there, the reason why we're the first brewers no, brewer no, no. <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah, okay, I get it, guys. I, that's makes sense I wonder <laughs> we're the first brewers. You want us to go out and hunt? No. Stay no. in the kitchen. Well,
0: I got to keep myself happy somehow in that kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fantastic. I, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> man, that, that just threw me for a loop. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, we've we, been that. Yeah, no, good. We, we've talked about that a few times and we brought that up with her and, and we did a whole, we did an episode on Women in Beer for Women's History Month. Was it last year or the year before? Right, last year, it right was, before. It was this
2: past year. Yeah, right it was before literally we got the, right at the lockdown. The everything. start of the pand- pandemic.
0: Yeah, and we and we did mention we went, we mentioned you guys.
2: Yeah, we got some Irish beer and yeah, yeah enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, um, uh-huh. we did a collaboration with a Wisconsin uh, company, uh, Three Sheeps. Uh, one of our first collaborations was on Ella, and Ella was talking about the history because we worked with Liz Garby, and we were part of the beer museum, and we did a uh, a beer that was. A basic beer that would have been done by the hop growers. Uh, no, let me take that back. The women that were picking the hops in Wisconsin during the 1800s or, we talked 1600s about that. or 1600s, whatever it was, you know, they were the hop pickers. And during that time when war was going on and things were happening, they were the people that were available to be able to pick the hops. And so we did a tribute collaboration with a Wisconsin brewer and us because we were women owned.
0: Yeah, I think that's we actually talked about that uh, beer on there, and okay. uh, yeah. go back to the notes. But I am almost one hundred percent positive, and I'm yeah. never, never say that. But I do think I do believe we we brought that up because we thought that was that was super cool. Uh, so where does where where does your story start as far as getting into to, to beer and, and cider?
1: Um, well, my story really starts in Wisconsin. Uh, my family owned a hotel and a restaurant in Wisconsin Dells. And when
2: I was growing up and I started told you the ripe age of like, go ahead, what? So not, said, not to cut you off, but, but you did. So <laughs> I, I Yeah, but I will. Um, we were reviewing some information earlier and I was like, her Facebook page says she was born in Wisconsin Dells. And Tony said, nobody's born in Wisconsin Dells. Uh, but I'm like, it says it here. So it must be true. Right, and right. Y- your story <laughs> is about to you Know fill all that in, uh, that's yeah. awesome though. Because, yeah. like, because I said, I'm like, no, dude, it says she's
1: born in Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, like, well, I'm not born in Wisconsin Dells, that's not what it says. It says I lived and grew up and I graduated from Wisconsin. Well, yeah,
2: I guess that's like your you know, that's where
0: your roots are. Doesn't no, matter, yeah. let's, yeah. let's yeah. get off the Wisconsin Dells yeah. thing, but Wisconsin, <laughs>
2: no, <know> more about <laughs> That's Noah's awesome. <laughs>
1: South side or grown up, like, I, I was born on the south side of Chicago by Midway Airport to a Polish, like, family. My mom and dad both came from Poland. Uh, we met, they met here in Chicago. <laughs> born on the south side um, and then left and moved to Wisconsin Dells when I was eight. At eight years old, I was... Okay. Okay. that makes sense right yeah so yep. like my entire yep. life was really in wisconsin i'm a packers fan don't ask me to be a Bears fan. okay, okay.
0: well that's okay because most of bears fans don't want to be bears fans this season and i've that's already true. threatened to become a packers fan this season so it's okay
1: true my husband and i always have this argument about what flag is going to go out and i'm like absolutely not the bears flag like i had a friend that had a bears um blanket my cousins do also and they throw it on me when i was cold and i'm like Absolutely not. I would stay cold before I put that blanket on.
0: I don't blame you right now. And I'm a diet. I mean, right now I get it too. Anyways, continue.
1: Um, (laughs) And in Wisconsin, Graft beer was way before everybody else. Gray's. You guys remember Gray's oatmeal stout? Like that was the beer I drank in Madison, Wisconsin, sitting out on the uh, union terrace. You know, I probably was 17, 18. I know that's not the age you're supposed to be drinking, but uh, (laughs) Nick ID and the ex-boyfriend back in the day was much older. So we would have the beers and be drinking at that time. So
0: everybody did it. It's fine.
1: Right. Exactly. So craft beer was something that we already looked forward to in Wisconsin. We had the Great Dane. I mean, we snuck into there. We had Greys. We had, you know, on that end and then first we started with imports so there wasn't this like whole domestic thing i mean if we're gonna drink domestic it was like i don't remember i think it was like old milwaukee probably that meant we spent money like that was yeah. money we didn't have
0: did you ever <laughs> did you ever go high life
1: you know what at the time no because mgd was bigger to us
0: like,
1: I think high life became a trend later in my life because I'm a lot older than you guys. So, like, I'm pretty old. Now, I know high don't. life was not as big as a the deal. They weren't in cans, they were, you know, maybe in bottles. But you know, for us, it was MGD that was like the thing, especially my Polish family. MGD was a draft in a bottle, you know, like, how do that you make sense a draft in a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, it was refreshing. It tasted great.
0: Those are our roots.
1: <laughs> yep. Tell, tell me about it. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of like where I started out. But craft beer has always been part of my heart in Wisconsin. So when I moved to Chicago again, I went to Bedford Park and I was working with a um, TGF Friday's in
0: Bedford hey, Park. Hey, there you go.
1: Gotta exactly start somewhere. got Oh man, I learned everything. That's how I became so corporate, you know? <laughs> uh, that was awesome. But I, <laughs> the minute I saw in the reader, there was a, I loved reading the reader. And I opened it up and I saw that they were looking for management at Goose Island. And I was like, Whoa, that's a craft beer company. You know, it was young (laughs) and bright and stuff. And so like, I was like, all right, I got to get out of TJ Fridays. I liked it. It was, but it was busier than hell. It was in Bedford park, which is not a bad area to be in, but it was just different. I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to be downtown. And I remember that interview. Damn that interview. uh, My first interview was with Greg Hall I mean, wow. th- we're not talking about corporate Goose Island at all at the time. It was the year no. 1999. And I was interviewing with Greg Hall. And my second interview was with John Hall himself. <laughs> Ooh. That does not happen anymore. <laughs> no, no, you know? no. Know? Like, who does that? Like, no. you know, like, it's it's crazy to think that way, but. I got the interviews and then I got the job. So I became a manager for Clyborn and Goose Island Wrigleyville after that. So craft beer was in my, my heart. Yeah. I did it with them for 10 years. Um, I worked within their group hub for six. I then moved over to sales for about a year. And then I went to marketing and finance and special events, which like totally stole my heart. So
0: yeah, special events I could see being something that is gotta be the most most fun. It's the only thing that I've ever done as far as a brewery or craft beer was concerned was doing special events. And it's it's so much, so much fun. We've talked with other guests about like that's the opportunity to really talk to to, to the beer drinkers. I mean, I mean when you're working at a bar, that's one thing, but like at a festival or special events like that, it, it it's a lot
1: of fun. So in my late twenties, three one two became my brand. And so like three one two was you know, they, they like, Michelle, this is what we want you to work with. We did the 312 campaign. We did Run 312, which was, I worked with the marathon. Cool. I mean, I remember being there with a friend of mine called PJ Fisher. Um, and we were in a go-kart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know PJ, Brand. I, I know PJ. <laughs> yeah, he works now for Bells, but, and yep. in Texas. But PJ yep. and I were in a go-kart at 2 a.m. downtown Chicago, setting up with a marathon. I can't even express to you what that rush was like the streets were like there was no driving on the streets you know lakeshore drive was closed down and him and i are driving kegs of uh, 312 all over the city there in 2 3 a.m. we're watching the sunrise it was just it's phenomenal to do these kind of like really cool events so yeah
0: that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs>
1: that one was fun and pitchfork I did three years or four years of Pitchfork because my fourth year was with Virtue. So I had the opportunity to go back and work with Pitchfork. But my first year at Pitchfork blew my mind. I was like, this is what 3-1 Tunes is all about. We're about the music scene. I got to be on stage. Um, It was was just so cool. I I met like Lou Barlow. I got to hold his child. child He's like, can you hold her for a second? I said, yes.
2: absolutely why, why, you know, why wouldn't
1: I <laughs> yeah I mean oh nobody God. in the world would remember me but I remember all of that you know yeah. so yeah so the special events were definitely the gig and, and that's how I got into craft beer um, and then after that uh, Josh Deep. so working for Revolution um, my first day into Goose Island was Josh's last day oh wow yeah so I walked into Goose. It was my training day. Josh was finishing up his brew. We had a beer, and he's like, Well, good luck with this company. I'm out of here. I'm going to open up my own brewery. I'm like, Oh, really? And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, Cool. And, you know, Maddie Kemp was there. And um, I also had the privilege to work with Jim Seaback, but he just happened to be not there that day. But Maddie and, and Josh were, and Josh was like, Yeah. He's like, See you later. And that was it. That was the one and only time I met Josh G until 10. <laughs> ten, 10 years later, wow, <laughs> when he asked me to interview with him for his job at Revolution because he's finally opening up that, that brewery.
0: Did he remember, like, he remembered you specifically from when you were there, or did he just
1: I think Maddie and Jim Seaback helped him out a little bit? But okay. he might have, I mean, I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, Josh and I, you know, we go way back. Say, back. hell of a first uh, impression, you know, like, yeah.
0: Hey, let's yeah. have a beer. By the way, I'm opening up a brewery, call me
1: one day. 10 years yeah. <laughs> the 10 years later i'm oh, like what
0: <laughs> that's crazy
1: oh so, yeah so i opened up revolution with him um and i was there for three years so we opened up the brew pump and nice. then i opened up the sales and then we both uh were well i mean it's all josh but we were working on the design of the big brewery and i left a month before they opened it oh wow yeah so and then back to virtue i got oh, involved go. in cider so I went to Craig and I worked with Craig. So um and Virtue is what brought me to Eris, honestly, because I I love cider. I think cider is innovating. I think cider is clean, clean, clean. Um the idea that it only takes apples and yeast and maybe some sulfur, you know, like some sulfites and <laughs> things like that, but like in all honesty, you're not putting too much into it. You're not boiling it, you're not cooking it. You know the refs, the things that are left over from the apples go to the pigs or go to the ground. Um, Yeah, and I swear to you, when I started drinking cider, those hangovers were not around as much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, nah. like my
1: stomach went from being round and bulky to like back to my nice <laughs> little fitness. <you> know? <laughs> oh my god, this is cider! Like, what was I doing? <laughs> I made a mistake before.
0: Would, did you, yeah. would you say that you, that your, your, your venture into, at, uh, at virtue, your venture into virtue, uh, is that where you really got into cider, like actually drinking it yourself and like enjoying it? Or was there a time before that as well that you were like, Oh, Hey, I actually really do like cider. Maybe this is something I yeah. really enjoy.
1: Um, I was, I had the privilege of being 19 years old and going to school in Scotland. So I did a three month semester Ooh. in Scotland Right on. and I fell in love with cider out there. Cider out there is nothing like cider is here in, in, in the United States. Um, cider is not in regards to a woman's drink. It's not in regards to a man's drink. It is everyone drinks it. You're not being ridiculed. You're not being thought of. You're not being like second guessed about what you're drinking, you know, um, rugby players were drinking it, you know, it's just in soccer fans and, or football fans, you know, um, and it was for the same reasons why we sometimes switch to a cider now, you know, like, oh, I don't want to have another beer, you know, and yep. or they were doing blends. So I drank snake bites. I drank black mm. velvet. You know? Black
0: velvet. That was the first blend yeah, I ever that. had. Yeah.
1: So that really helped. I liked Strongbow at the time. I know that changed the recipe, but Strongbow was a big one. Magners <laughs> is great. You know, and then you had like Bulmers and, and we try to find some craft ciders, but they really weren't out there at the time because even at that time we we're looking at what are the smaller locations and what did they have? But yeah, it was, I loved it. Um, when I worked at Goose, we had two different types of ciders and we had the uh, Vermont ciders. So Woodchuck, we always had oh, the, yeah. oh, yeah. the Amber. Yeah. yeah even in, you- our, in our bottle cabinet, we had that there at Goose because- you know, it was just an alternative beverage, you know, and some people knew about it. Like anytime we had people that were traveling from Europe, they knew what site it was and they, they couldn't find it very many places.
0: I feel like the first woodchuck might've been the one that like I, I tried, i according to Strongbow, but like woodchuck maybe is like, Oh, what's this? And I remember a friend of mine having, it, and I tried it, and I thought it was pretty good, <laughs> but I remember angry orchard was probably the first like time that I specifically went out and bought cider for myself yeah that's where it started for me and even then I didn't really get into cider and I and this is, and this is not like a a smoke blowing up your ass type of situation 100% because when I heard that you guys were opening I was like a cidery and a brewery and I just started I was maybe I was like five Four or five years into home brewing, and I was like mm, cider okay well it's cool I you know they're making cider I'll, yeah, I'll try it uh, you guys were the first place that uh, I found out that I do like cider that I do like hard oh, cider fine. and and I got me to make my own I did like you know I've done Brandon and I have done some very simple batches of like take 100% apple juice pitch your yeast see you in a month and that's it you know and doing other stuff like that but Eris was the first place that finally got me like well shit cider can be more than just like you said just here's apple juice and yeast and some sulfur and that's it um and actually what I'm drinking right now was one of the first ones and when I told my wife we were doing this uh she said you gotta go that's her favorite and and it inspired me to make my own I actually have made a tart cherry cider at one point not as dry Mine was a little sweeter but uh but I love blush and my wife loves blush uh so that is what I am drinking tonight uh but that was the I remember the first time going there and doing uh, a couple of tasters and blush being the one that really yeah. stood out for me that I absolutely love. So thank you for making cider for me something that I absolutely <laughs> do enjoy and do appreciate because you're you're right. It it is looked differently here in the United States. Yeah. It's not seen even when I tell people I'm like, Oh, a hard cider, and they're like, mm, I'll just drink beer. I'm like, mm, okay, well, you're missing <laughs> out. You know, it's like fine, if you don't I, drink I, it, you I don't know, drink it. But yeah,
1: I can't tell you how many times at the pub we've had people, I mean. You know, like let's get past everything that's happened in the last year. You know, but before when we first opened up in 2018, there were people, and there probably still are people now to this day that think that cider is a woman's drink. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had one guest at the bar was like, our bartender came up to him and she's like, "Hey, would you like to try a cider?" And he's like, "That's a woman's drink." <laughs> and it was like one of those situations where I'm like, "Okay." But is he
0: 72 <laughs> by any chance? 72 yeah. 72 and like.
1: Yeah, no. Martha, get
0: over here. <laughs>
1: It was such a, like, I had, a, I went over to the guest cause I was like, challenge, accepted. F <laughs> that I'm going over there. <laughs> so, you know, cause my bartender can't do it because she has to be nice to everybody. So, um, you know, I went over there and I'm just like, so would you like to try some cider? He's like, no, actually I don't. I'm like, you know what? I'm one of the owners and I know you like our beer and I think our beer is fantastic too, but can I just interest you in it? And I'm like, why do you not like cider? And, you know, well, I don't really know it. It seems more of a girly drink, you know, like I don't, you know, I'm a beer guy. Like, that's just what I like. I'm like, what do you like about your beers? And he's telling me about the hops and this and that. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to like our cider, but I'd really like you to try this one because we use mosaic hops. Like, it's not an IPA. It's definitely a cider. It's made with blueberries, made with mosaic and apples. I go, but that is the one game changer that we do here is that, you know, something I learned from Virtue is that you can still have you can still have innovative ciders that are different and or similar to a beer method, Yeah. you know? So hopping your cider is, is a great way of doing it. And the guy did try all the ciders and he did enjoy two of them out of all of them. He still told me he wouldn't buy a full glass. And I'm like, that's okay. I go, but I want you to understand like why I even came over and like, explain to you that like, you know, cider is not as bad as you think. He's like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought. And that's all I need, you know, like, sure. and you know, yeah. not, not anymore. I would say in the last year, I hardly have anyone ever coming into our place now. But I also think that was like when we first opened, it was that people were expecting us to be a restaurant, not even a brewery or a cider house or anything. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't care. They just wanted a restaurant.
0: Yep. Yep. Which you guys also excel at, by the way. We haven't even gotten to that. The food is fantastic. Uh, so the one you were talking about, which I think Brandon was holding up, Brandon and Clark, I think, are both drinking that. Is that that Van Van Mojo? Van, Van Mojo. Yeah. So the, the
1: first
0: the, the first time I tr- the first time I tried that, you won't remember this, Michelle. But oh. I met you. I met you once, real quick, real okay. quick. It was at the Navy Pier Cider Summit and I had a chance to, I tried that there and I said something like, oh my God, I absolutely love this. This It's so good. It smells like beer. Like it's one of my favorite ciders here. And you were like, that's great. Be sure to try everybody else's. And like you were like, but you were like, so you, you were like a jerk about it, but you were like, thank you very much. There's so much cider here. It was almost like, yeah, you're right, I, you're in my neighborhood. Why am I, here? I need to go, I need to go Aww. find, and I no, no, it wasn't. It, I didn't take it, I, but it was, it was very funny. It stood out in my mind where I was like, yeah, she's right, this, I gotta go find. but I loved it. I loved the fact, like, it smells like, I mean, it smells like mosaic hops, it's so awesome. I really love it the, the way it smells and it tastes like cider. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a really cool idea, I never, and I gotta be honest, I've thought about it a couple of times, like, do I just do a cider that I dry hop like Harris did? But I'm nervous.
1: Oh, you should try it anyway because I'm curious about the cherry. I'm I'm so excited to hear about how you made cherry like whether you uh, took cherry juice and fermented that. Like it was in the first fermentation. Was it back sweetening? What did you do with that cherry? Mm -hmm.
0: So the first time I did it, I actually had two pounds of Michigan tart cherries that I had frozen. It was crazy for like maybe four or five years. Where it was at the point. Yeah, exactly. Like they were just in my freezer and I'm like, I got to do something with it. I got to do something with this. This is such a waste. I'm like, going to give it a shot. Here we go. Clark, what are you about to say? Look this, this is on the
2: one you just did a couple of months ago?
0: No, no, no. no. This was last year. So, oh, okay. Was last year uh, during the pandemic. So I, I made my cider, I let it, the cherries thaw and I added it to there. And, but I also took I, th- I had to look back at the recipe, but I did take, take, some after, so it was after fermentation. It was after fermentation. Okay. Then I took cherry tart, cherry juice concentrate and added that on top of the cherries. Then racked the cider on top of that and let it sit for another week or two
1: okay, until so I didn't notice. You had the juice, you had the cherries, the mm. actual frozen cherries that thawed with their yes. juice. Yes. And then you added a tart juice to it. Yes. And then you put the apple cider on top of it?
0: On top of it. And then okay. let it sit for right. another. So the
1: alcoholic cider that was already the, your base. Your base yes. on top of it. Yes, correct. Okay. Correct.
0: And it. Right. Uh, that was my neighbors next door. They like, uh, um, I'm, I'm exposing them to different beers as well. And they love sour beers and ciders. And so when I had that, I ended up feeling like, I think multiple growlers for, for them yeah. of it. Like it was one of my favorite ciders that I did. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I will never be able to get those cherries again because the guy who gave me the cherries was so mad at me for never doing anything with it. And then when I finally did it, I didn't get him the cider.
1: You're kidding me. Uh, Five years later and he still didn't get the
0: cider? <laughs> Rude. It's a long story, okay? Look, I'm not out of, you know, it, this. is it, it may, trust me, okay? This is for off mic conversation. Of uh, all
1: it. right, all right.
0: But uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything else. I I have I have taken equal parts uh, cherry tart cherry juice and equal, which was very expensive, and yeah. equal parts um, apple juice. Dumped it into a bucket and let it sour with uh, I kettle soured it basically. Uh, so I- that one ended up being very good. That one was called Beaver Cat. So nickname we gave my cat for some reason my wife came up with that but it ended up being another very good cherry cider so as I said blush has left a lasting impression with me for what I need cider to be yeah
1: apparently that's amazing
0: I've never done a regular cider it's always been cherry so that's good. I mean, and that's that's the that fun is. part
1: about making cider thank you that's the fun part about making cider is to be able to have, have fun with it you know it's funny that you brought up the uh, the Navy Pier incidents um, by me telling you to Incident. like go and check out the <laughs> and i just i can't explain enough how sometimes when we own our own businesses we just think our shit doesn't stink you know and there are so many other people that are making ciders that are so different and we are never going to develop our palates until we try other people's stuff you know and i you know i know that you that i meant that in a good way when i met you and I, i talked to you about it but I, I'm glad that it resonated in your brain because I truly believe a community is people helping each other out, you know, and we may not want to talk about our recipes, you know, sure. I mean, may not want to talk about how we methodically do things, but for people in the general public, the more you drink, the more you're going to know. And the more you're going to yeah. like the thing, you know, like I just want people to try cider because like at this point in time, we're talking off premise, like sales, let's go into some technical stuff with sales and I'm going to some of these places and they're telling me that, well, cider, we're, we're, we're going to like bring down the aisle. You're no longer going to have an aisle of cider. We're going to bring it down to half because seltzers are taking over and there's more breweries and there's more mixed drinks. So, like, our I know of a
0: place where thinking, I saw that. Yeah, I have a place yeah. recently I just went to to get this. I did that. Yeah, <laughs> now that you're saying so that I'm saying. picturing the aisle. And I'm like, oh, that's right. The end of that aisle is now non-alcoholic and hard seltzers.
1: Yeah. And so like, I just, I don't want to lose our category. Our category came out really high and then we went down a little bit, you know, like I still think that our product is great and there's only four cideries in the vicinity of Illinois, Chicagoland proper. So with us being the four, we still have market stature, I hope, you know, but you have great cideries from Michigan and, yeah. You know, Fandermill, Uncle John's, uh, Tandem, you know, like all those guys. And then anybody else from all around too, like Chicago was a booming mecca for cider. And recently it has slowed down and it's, we're seeing people fall off. We're seeing other cider cider companies not wanting to sell in our, in our neighborhood, you know, and people would be like, Oh, Michelle, that's great for you. Right. I'm like, not really.
0: You need can, com- you com- competition variety. needs to be there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Need competition. So yeah. You know, I'm happy that we're doing as well as we are and we're being around the, the neighborhoods and everything, but comp- the competition needs to be there because everyone's got to like. Like, yeah. we don't all like the same IPA.
0: Yeah. And that's what true. is an
1: IPA anymore? Is it a Hazy? Is it a New England? Is it a, you know,
0: I don't Brute? Know. That's gone. Oh, yeah. Later, Brute. <laughs> don't IPAs. ask, don't right, ask right, us. Out. We'll oh, go we on. Or, it, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys did. And I was like, come on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's milkshake just seen... IPAs. Ugh.
2: Yeah. So to kind of like bring it back. So all of, you know, everything has happened to bring you where you are today. And my big question is like, so the building
0: you're at, you're in a old Masonic temple. He's been waiting like, to ask this question. Yes. No, us. I know I have. He prompted us before you jumped on like, you guys, I have to ask but, this question.
2: No, I didn't. But um, like you're in this old temple. And there is just a ton of work that had to be done to like clear it out and get it ready for, you know, yeah, a brewery. Um,
1: and like, so,
2: so there's, there's two questions, like why this place? And then after this place, like how, what was your vision to continue forward?
1: So, okay. First of all, why this place? Um, So Katie's husband, my co-partner, her husband Nunzino Pizza, he was the guy that started this whole like journey. So Nunz was like, Michelle, let's look at locations. And I was still working for Virtue and I was happy and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. He's like, no, really, I think we should look at opening up a brew pub. And we looked around, um, he sent me some listings, but I never really took him seriously. And the first listing that came up that looked like the Masonic temple was a mistake. It was a, our real estate agent was like, Hey, I know you guys are looking for a large space (laughs) said like 12,000 square feet. We said, you know, in a neighborhood, if we could, you know, and Adam came up with this space and he's like, it's under industrial. We were looking at commercial. He's like, but I think it'd be great. But then he's like, but don't, turn the phone call off when I say 24,000 square feet. I'm like, excuse me? Like that's double, (laughs) like double (laughs) than what we want, right? He's like, no, Michelle, I know, but it's on Irving Park Road (laughs) and it's got a parking lot and you know, all these things. And we're like, all right, all right. And literally we walked around two buildings before we saw the Masonic Temple. We didn't go in those buildings. We walked around them because we didn't have a chance to get inside yet. And we got to the Irving Park location, the Masonic temple, and my mouth just dropped. I, we walked in, it was a Korean church. Um, we saw the area where the mass was being taking place. We saw the basketball court upstairs, the rooftop. I mean, literally, I felt so <laughs> at home there with the idea of opening up a brew pub like even when i bought my condo i didn't have that feeling
2: that <laughs> yeah. condo i bought
1: you know when people talk about their houses and they walk in yeah no i would i honestly told people that does not exist even though i bought my condo and everything i'm like that feeling does not exist i don't i i call bullshit to anyone that says they walk into the house of their dreams oh was i not supposed to sir no it's
0: cool no you cool. can swear yeah. No, no, I swear. No, sorry about my house. That's the way I felt <laughs> about mine. You can fucking swear all the f- <laughs>
1: shit you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hey, hold on. So I was sorry, trying- sorry, 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 sorry. So what
1: I was trying to say is that I walked into this building that was going to be our business. And that's where I'm like, oh, it does exist. That feeling is there. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, we didn't look at another building after that at all. Like That's we did. Awesome. It. We we took us two years to actually get that one under contract, but that was the building we decided we're going to do the business plan around, um, our budgets around, everything. And we finally, we started that plan in 2014 and we finally bought the building in 2015.
0: Yeah, it is is such a it really is a beautiful beautiful spot if if i had the opportunity to do what you did if i walked in there too i'd be like Oof, how can okay. we say you want to no? give me yeah how you give me?
1: <laughs>
0: absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> But at that time, when I, you know, say I was in your shoes, you know, uh, yeah, I I would be hard pressed to pass on on that. It's so beautiful. It's so unique. It's it's. I really wish, uh, you know, these were different times where we could have done this uh, there with you guys uh, to be able to take a look around. But we'll, we'll, you know, when times change, we'll come back around and maybe we'll 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 drink some some ciders there, which is great. I'm planning on doing this.
1: Yeah, the building's got 20-foot ceilings, you know, like, I mean, it had everything we wanted, you know, we have a special events room up on top, you know, that we didn't actually end up converting, you know, we didn't do it yet, because COVID happened, but it's definitely something that we're looking forward to doing in the future, because it's there, like, every aspect of everything I've ever wanted was there, and I kind of modeled it off the idea of what Revolutions pub, uh, Pub looked like, too, because, like, pub and then the extra space for parties but
0: oh yeah 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 that makes sense right sure because
1: parties is a big deal and you know when you have a parking lot which we did have which we no longer are going to have um i think is a big deal because it's one of those things where we just saw every space and expansion in that building so it was definitely it was the one yeah
0: the 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 one time that I had to go, got to go upstairs was actually for uh, Brandon, your son's uh, 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 baptism uh, party that we had, we got up there. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, a lot of good food. That's all I remember. Sorry, it's, it's, <laughs> wasn't drinking a whole lot that day. I had like two ciders and had to go. Um, one question Brandon didn't ask, uh, since you're in that building, is it haunted at all? He, that was the question he posed to us that we had to ask Since you've moved in, is there any hauntings at all?
1: Okay. As far as I'm concerned, being myself in that building at two or three or four in the morning, I don't believe it's haunted. Okay. But if you were to ask my GM, Wendy, and ask my uh, bartender, Heather, and other people in the building, they will hands down tell you it's haunted. They will tell you in uh, early August, in early August, there is a shadow that yeah. happens to walk across that mezzanine. So that mezzanine was a, um, it was the offices for the Masons. Uh-huh. And so like the president's office all the way across, then down the staircases, because the mezzanine did have a staircase. So staircases were on both ends. We shut the one staircase off and only have the one staircase inside now. And so they swear they see a shadow that walks back and forth like he's trapped on the mezzanine. I was
0: just going to say because you trapped them. You've stopped them. Oh, spooky, spooky (laughs) cidery. Sounds like we've got a new theme for Halloween.
1: Isn't that crazy? But they think that they actually see the shadow in August. It's not like every month they see it. They swear to me that
0: it's okay, Clark. I'm gonna need you to go and look up some what happened in that building in August Any time of the year. Yeah. You can focus on that for the rest of the episode. That I'm working
2: on it, but I'm wondering when Shadow Walkers, the new cider, is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely, oh, uh, the August Shadow Walker cider. That's yeah, it comes out every story. August. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Ooh. I write
1: that thing down.
0: Just mm-hmm. sure. can, we, can, we, can we make this our first like podcast collaboration with the yeah cider right. Brewery?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll do
0: come it. in. We'll I help you make it.
1: it.
0: Sounds fun. That, that sounds time. awesome.
1: yeah to uh, be a dark colored uh, cider, you know? Let's do like a uh, blackberry or something. You know? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect.
0: Now we're talking. This we made a glitter
1: cider. We made a black glitter cider for Hot Minute for one of our Ooh, recipes, so. nice. Oh, yeah.
0: Spe- speaking we're of uh, it, it's, kinda, it's, kinda, it's it's funny. So just as we've Brandon you know I was going back and forth we were trying to you know set this up there's been some time especially it was right before COVID yeah and we were full-fledged COVID and so it's to me it's very funny this is happening now because Michelle my daughter just started working at Eris oh <laughs> your daughter she, yeah she's like a, she's a food runner uh <laughs> right now because she's only she's only 20 so she can't serve yet
1: she can her name
0: her name is Mackenzie
1: get
0: out that's my kid yeah that's my kid. No, so i she... told her tonight i was like by the way i'm talking to your big big boss we planned tonight, this so, <laughs> so...
2: Yeah.
0: yeah yeah i'm so excited that's funny so that's very funny I, t- I, just, I I told her tonight i'm like i'm gonna let her know during the show just so you know Mackenzie. because i'm always saying i said i was gonna say terrible things but she's she's a good kid the big reveal <laughs>
1: i'm gonna Somebody, Wendy, I gotta know why I did not know about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she loves it, she loves it, by the way. She, she, oh, she's
1: just
0: she's, she's, yeah. well, her previous experience was at Fanny's, so you know, yeah, yeah,
1: woo, yeah, you no, man, that's awesome. I'm so excited. We've had the best, I mean, we have the best team right now at Aris. Um, you know, trying to find employees right now is the hardest thing in the world. So, for anybody sure. that has uh, any operations whatsoever, because anyone that was in a stressful job before COVID had the year off. And it's like, I am oh. never going back to that again.
0: Why would you, why, why would you, I, it's absolutely insane. Other than you need to make, to make money. Uh, and speaking of, you know, your staff is we've been there has uh, we've always had a great time there. It's always been uh, very nice. And you guys uh, have had the uh, I don't want to say luxury. It's more of uh, adaptation, adapting to being able to have seats outside uh, yes. Which not every place gets to have that. There are some brew pubs that get to have it, uh, but you guys uh, were able to do that. Was it was it easy to do that to to be able to like okay shit we have to we need people we need people to come in yeah. this makes sense let's have let's have outside dining and was it just kind of like well shit we're gonna do it and that's it and did it work well when it first came together
1: yeah um so we had the patio already but what happened was during COVID we we all know that we. We couldn't serve inside. Right. You know, they shut us down inside until like we opened the doors and then they shut us down and they shut us down again in November. So our patio, we had the parking lot, 17, mm-hmm. 17 spots in the parking lot. You know, we've already had one hit and run in the parking lot, you know, like things like that. Like to us, it was like, let's extend the patio tables outside. And Wendy is our GM, Wendy Cabo. And she's our GM. And she used to work over at uh big star as a GM there.
0: Oh, hey, she so- understands the patio. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. she was
1: like, you know what I'm saying? Like big yeah. star on their patio. So uh, Wendy took it all outside, and we were able to get 96 seats outside, which helped us out tremendously because we can't even get 50 seats inside, you know, wow. according to the mandates. And our staff and and our beliefs too were very like we have to be COVID friendly or COVID safe because the staff didn't want to come back um we had to be careful we didn't want to have to shut down we wanted to make sure that we're following the temperature controls we're making sure that everyone's cleaning and and changing things so for us it wasn't like everything had to be right six feet across um, gloves sanitizer everything and taking temperatures and stuff so luckily the outdoor garden yeah like that patio we're like see you later parking lot we're all out there and we couldn't even go as far all the way to the fence let's say because we didn't have the staff We didn't have the staff. We didn't have the seats. And it's super hard to manage 80 degree weather with staff that's not able to cool down while they're running around. You know, like COVID brought so many more eye-opening experiences for us um, that I don't ever want to see COVID again, but I will take lessons I've learned and I will definitely use them for, you know?
0: (laughs) Thanks for the lessons. Don't need to relearn
1: them. Exactly. So yeah so it's just one of those things but yeah that patio's go- i mean the, the parking lot's gone no. i think that's the future we won an award with uh the reader uh we won uh the best alfresco dining so Heck yeah that's awesome why would we want the parking lot back you know screw yeah it yeah and i gotta be honest I, your parking on irving park
0: i gotta be honest oh. i didn't like parking in that lot i'm gonna be honest if there's one negative thing i'm gonna say i didn't like parking in your lot okay there I said yeah. it. no. i'm on record saying it i love everything but your parking lot and i'm glad it's changing there
1: Thank you very much. I will take that because those spots were so damn close to each other. Like I said, we had a hit and run because somebody backed up too close to another car.
0: Shit, got to go. Oh, and- <laughs> Open the door.
1: Oh, ding. Man. Open another door. Ding. It's like, okay. Damn. Yeah. But they were they were city code correct. So just FYI. <laughs> and, that's all, all that
0: and that's all that matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So other than the, the Ciders, we, we've obviously spent a lot of time on the Ciders. You guys do make beer. And in fact, yes. uh, you guys have won awards for your beers.
1: We have. So previously, we won a bronze medal for our hazy beer, our foykin haze. Yeah, I uh, know.
0: Right? What year was that again?
1: Jesus Christ, you're making me count here. Uh, because I'm
0: pretty sure we uh, were at the Great American Beer Fest when you guys won that. Because that was the year that, because it was Great American Beer Fest you guys won. It right? be
1: 2018
0: then. 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah Brandon yeah. and I were actually there because we were like, Holy, we're here. There's the first time that we were there, and we're like, How is it that the Midwest swept
1: we did New
0: England IPAs and hazy IPAs? Yep.
1: Armas. Armas. Yeah, farmers, yeah, yep. corridor or uh, that was a good uh, year.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome, but yeah, so your beers are equally, and I've I've had I've had a number of the beers as well. The beers, uh, you know, I know the focus that we've talked about is decided, but it shouldn't oversh- overshadow yeah. the beers. Like they're equally as 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 good. How did so
1: in the last year we've had? Um, in the last year we had a new brewer, Joe Joe Flores. He is from Lagunitas, and so Joe has really um done some amazing things with our beer program. You know, like we're we're right now. He just got done brewing a double IPA, which we've never had before. So I'm or really is, or, or, or is Clark
0: Clark calls it an IPA double. So, but yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> Clark, what's your background?
0: Oh, <laughs> definitely not in beer. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Double. I was like, wow, that is not crappy. I mean, it, that's it?
0: what they call it in South Carolina. I won't get into it. It's okay.
1: They do not. That's, a
0: lie. <laughs> that's I true. Lie. I knew you it. You got me. I knew you were lying Damn to it. us. We, we let you get away with it in the last episode, uh. mode. Oh, sorry. Foiled the, the whole ruse. We're going to put Damn Clark it. back on mute, so I can please continue with this. <laughs> no, but is Joe, is
2: Joe the one I saw sitting on top of a huge tanker Yes. The that other was day?
1: Our, yep. <laughs> that was our juice tanker.
2: Awesome. And what was no, in Joe that? Was what head head kind of juice? We were
1: over at uh, Lagunitas, and uh, he came and started working with us. And so, like, we have the double IPA coming. We have a – we're doing the collaboration um, that, like, Microphone and Salamalto is doing with the uh, things that we don't say IPA awesome for mental health awareness.
0: That's super um, awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, like uh, I truly believe in the idea of mental health and I know that I, my background is, uh, well, no, my personal life has a lot to do with mental illness. I have depression and all these different things and people would never guess it. And I think that's like one of the biggest things that we want to do is work and collab with the guys from uh, uh, hope for the day and different organizations that talk about mental health. So, but we have that's two great. IPAs come in. We have a Marzin on tap we have Mm. a pale on tap, we have a, a pilsner on tap, you know, so like, I think the beers are just as spot on and they're refreshing and they're sessionable. So even though you'll see a couple of innovation things with us, um, doing things like we have barrel aged, we did a barrel aged triple, barrel aged stout, you know, so we have a lot of fun with what we can do. It's a small amount. It's never going to be like let's just hypothetically say like a revolution barrel age program or goose island barrel age program, because we don't have the space for it, but we definitely have fun when we can.
0: I'm glad you ran down the beers because I'm going to be there Saturday, which would be two days from this episode coming out. So now I know what to drink when I go.
1: (laughs) The Marzen is phenomenal. They did a great job with the Marzen. That's exciting. (laughs) I love me a Marzen. So give me me a water with malt on it.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I just uh I was just telling these guys, I just grabbed some from Off Color, which is their Maybach. Uh, that's really good. I'm, I love those, like, sweet, malty lagers. It's a good time of year to drink them.
1: I'm a brown fan too, so, like, you know, give me a brown ale, you know? Like, even at Goose, back in the day, brown ale was the best one we had was a hex nut, but... Oh,
0: the- yeah, I absolutely... Brown ale and, and i've we've had this i've had this conversation with clint from lake effect about how the brown ale is underrated. Um hundred
1: percent.
0: So you guys aren't you guys are you guys doing a collaboration? I, were you and make yeah. yeah. It's so. not it's not a brown ale though, right?
1: No, 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 Why no, no, the no. hell
0: didn't you why don't you guys do that oh. for the love of god?
1: Slow sorry. your roll, okay? Right. Like me, you,
2: mute them,
0: please. Yeah.
1: No, he actually brewed the beer, and we provided the juice. So we're actually doing a collaboration with the cider, in a sense. So we are making a completely different type of format on the beer that he's doing that he's barrel aging. So
0: we're super excited about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Slow. Do you understand now why? I get it. it. I
0: get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what I will do is message you both separately on the same email, trying to bring like two parts together. Be like, oh Michelle, oh hey Clint, it's just Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Who good you? Oh, thank God. goodness Who let's
2: move on to it the. it was argument. a little late for the muting
0: i would say that like we should just send, I, that send, send out the email that, uh, that says <laughs> michelle clint you both like brown ales make it happen boom next clap.
1: done done
0: you know next time mute me while i'm yelling not when I have a brilliant yeah, idea. when
1: he like blew up there, there was no reason for that. That was definitely a mute call.
0: Michelle, I, I, blow, <laughs> I blow up at least a, a, once on each episode. At least. <laughs> that was the one. That was the one. But it was for good cause. I love brown ales. It was
1: a good cause. I, I will give it up to brown ales, yes.
0: They're very good. Yes. Wow, this awkward silence that just showed. Sorry. The, 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 the,
1: Where should we go from now?
0: I don't know, but now I got to make a little note that what I don't even know what time are we in the recording because I just realized what, what the, how we're doing this is we're, that I don't We're I don't, very don't. late into the recording. I know. That, okay, you... really, I'll have to remember like edit awkward <laughs> silence after yelling. No, you're right. Am I
2: still here?
0: Yeah, we oh, can yeah. hear you. Sorry. You're okay. good. You're good, Brandon. So. Nobody cares about Tony. Mark, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah>.
2: Um, <clears throat> you know it, it, it's funny because I don't think we got too deep into what I wanted to get into, but I, I do thank you, Michelle, uh, for coming on.
0: And we talked about the haunting building. We talked about the haunting.
2: Yeah, and they, look, I can talk about haunted buildings,
0: haunted <laughs> buildings the rest of my life, like. Ooh, side podcast coming from Brandon. The haunted building. Hour. Actually, back. Maybe. On. Hold on. Keep going.
2: That's a good idea. <laughs> hey. So, <laughs> thank you, Michelle, for coming on. Uh, for starting our new podcast, the Haunted Hour. Uh, we'll get on to that in a little workers. bit. Um, but thank you for being on part of the Malting Hour. Um, are we malting or are we the malted? Yeah, never know. Um, but anyway, thank you very much what's for happening? what's happening at the end does, of this episode. <laughs> yeah. This is just
0: a
1: pedestrian, so I only had the one getting into the place, but Everybody I get else is fired. <laughs> else
0: Brandon fired. Brandon and I had a beer together earlier, and then I had another beer, and now here I am with this. This is the cider. Everyone's but, uh, fired. Um, uh yeah, Michelle, thank you very much for for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, it's we're it took
1: so long. We should have been able to do this earlier, but yeah, with everything that happened. So I like I said, I really do enjoy making doing these. These are so much fun.
0: Well, we're happy to hear that because you know uh, anybody that comes on, we're we're always looking forward to. Uh, you know, I feel like when we we when talk with these breweries, it's always just an introductory, you know, intro, introduction yeah. uh, or introductory episode. Because then next time we could be like what what do you want to talk about specifically and and like do you have something new coming out and that's exciting we brandon and i were talking about that for some other breweries that we already talked to and you know hopefully we'll be able to come to aris and talk with you we'll have to get better mics because these mics just really suck up that background noise that we hate so much
1: no, no worries i'd love to bring joe on too because joe i mean i could talk about the technical that would be awesome much but i've never put my hands on it you know so it'd be great for joe to get out there and talk with you guys too like I, you know, like I think I could talk to Slater better than Joe. Just gonna say that out loud. Challenge so yeah. accepted. Joe, I get your you. ass on the show with me. Boom! Uh, there is the
0: intro yeah. to the episode right there. You saying that? That's the quote. Done. Got it. All right,
1: you got that recorded. So.
0: <laughs> we have the whole episode recorded. Yeah, no, it, it would be it would be great. It, uh, it would be great to do this in person, and we'd love to have some more. Uh, you know, maybe we'll try some uh, newer things that we haven't uh, tried, some crazier stuff. But we are very grateful that you have brought us heiress uh, and and, ah. and made the neighborhood uh, uh, oh. that much cooler and better and you know you've given my daughter the opportunity to move out of my house soon i am so- <laughs> <laughs> It's so good.
1: I'm so excited about all of that. That's amazing. So. She
0: can't wait to leave. It's not me kicking her out. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody, uh, check out Eris, especially if you're in Chicago. Uh, no matter where you are, the greater you know, Chicago land area. Uh, what is it's? It's just. Is it ErisBrewing.com? ArisCidery.com? No, it's ErisChicago. ErisChicago.com. Yes.
1: So we are Aris Brewery and Cider House, FYI, uh, and we are Eris Chicago at the handle for at Aris Chicago then www.erishchicago.com. And we're on Instagram the same way. So we kind of keep everything under Erish Chicago.
0: That's brilliant. I have multiple handles that I forget about. So <laughs> I had to make a bumper at the end of the episode so people remember.
1: So there's a whole TED talk about that if you want me to pass it oh, off.
0: Please do. Please email Tony it to us. So we'll, yep. Shut up, Clark. You thought you were muted. I am
1: so just oh. kidding, but I'm telling you, yeah, get the no, same please. goddamn handle.
0: Okay, sorry. Just Chicago's in one, Chicago's not in the other. <laughs> or the v, v is in front. V in... A plus uh, minus whatever. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Michelle, thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you, Michelle. Awesome talking.
1: Hope you're
0: talking to you. Brandon, I love you, man. Love you too.
1: Brandon, thank you for having me, you guys. It was all nice. You. Thank
0: you. This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms individually. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81. On Twitter, bdub81. On untapped, B-Dub drinks beer. Tony can be found on Instagram and Untapped under Asa Phelps Chicago On Twitter, the Asa Phelps Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three.